1: close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach Tamara Marie.
0: Hola y bienvenidos al episodio 27. Welcome to episode 27 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we are going to get into how to build your conversational skills in Spanish. Now, many of us know that conversation requires a few different skills to actually do it effectively, right? So first you need to be able to understand what you're hearing. So your listening comprehension is important. And you also need to be able to think and respond effectively and be able to express yourself in a way that makes you feel confident and competent, right? So. There's a mix of listening skills as well as speaking skills. But along with that is sort of this give and take, this back and forth, this ability to pitch and catch with someone to be able to really have a conversation that flows. So today I'm going to help you with two of those skills. So we're going to actually listen to a conversation with native Spanish speakers, and that'll really help your listening skills and not just listening Skills with Spanish in general, but it's really important to be able to listen to conversations because there's things that you'll catch with the intonation of the voice, the types of expressions that are used that you may not find if you're listening to say a YouTube video that's more of a presentation, or if you're watching the news, which is very formal communication um, about a very specific set of topics. So there are different types of listening you can do in Spanish but they don't all really help improve your conversational ability if you're not listening to more informal conversational language, okay? So we're going to listen to a conversation today, and this conversation is about likes and dislikes. So we're gonna to listen to the conversation. First, I'm gonna let you listen to it at sort of a normal conversational speed. Then I'm gonna slow it down a little bit for you as well and let you hear it a little slower. And that's just in case you didn't catch something or you feel like you need um, another opportunity to make sure that you you got everything that was said, right? Because sometimes things may be a little bit too fast when we hear them at sort of their normal speed. So I'm gonna let you hear the conversation once, then I'll slow it down so you can listen to it again. And that'll be just a little bit slower. And then after that, I'll come back and I'll give you a translation for each line and I'll break down some things that, um, that I noticed that I wanna point out to you and also, that you can actually use in your conversations in Spanish. So I always think that's useful because, you know, sometimes we may hear something and we're not exactly sure if the context is correct that we wanna use it in. Um, And often we don't find that out until we actually use it in the wrong context, right? So we're having a conversation and we say something and people just kinda look at us like, what? So uh, to try to help you avoid some of those situations as much as I can, um, I'm gonna actually go through and explain some of the dialogue and what is actually going to be useful for you in your conversations and explain the correct context in which to use those words and phrases, okay? So with that, let's get to the dialogue. So you're going to be listening to Maria y Carla hablando sobre lo que les gusta y les disgusta. So Maria and Carla talking about what they like and what they don't like, all right? so. And this is a great topic to listen to, right? Because it's very practical. Oftentimes when we're having conversations, we're giving our opinions, we're talking about things we like, and we're also sharing, you know, things that we don't like and maybe why we dislike them. So this is a very useful uh, topic. It's very basic, but it's also something that's, you know, very, very common when we're having our day-to-day conversations. So let's listen to the dialogue.
1: No sé si soy yo, pero no me gustan los días lluviosos. En serio. Creo que los días lluviosos tienen sus ventajas. No hay nada mejor que dormir con el sonido de la lluvia o tomarse un buen café. Sí, pero si estás trabajando, lo hace todo más difícil. En eso tienes razón. Lo que sí, a mí no me gusta el chocolate. Yo amo el chocolate. Un brownie con mantecado es la mejor combinación que existe. <ríe> sé que es extraño, pero el sabor del chocolate no me agrada. Por lo que veo, nuestros gustos son bastante distintos. ¿Te gusta la pizza? Me gusta mucho la pizza. Puedo comerla todos los días. Por fin algo en lo que coincidimos. ¿Qué te parece si nos vamos a comer pizza? Claro.
0: Now listen to the dialogue a little slower.
1: No sé si soy yo, pero no me gustan los días lluviosos. En serio. Creo que los días lluviosos tienen sus ventajas. No hay nada mejor que dormir con el sonido de la lluvia o tomarse un buen café. Sí, pero si estás trabajando, lo hace todo más difícil. En eso tienes razón. Lo que sí, a mí no me gusta el chocolate. Yo amo el chocolate. Un brownie con mantecado es la mejor combinación que existe. <risa> sé que es extraño, pero el sabor del chocolate no me agrada. Por lo que veo, nuestros gustos son bastante distintos. ¿Te gusta la pizza? Me gusta mucho la pizza. Puedo comerla todos los días. Por fin, algo en lo que coincidimos. ¿Qué te parece si nos vamos a comer pizza? Claro.
0: All right, so let's break down this dialogue between María y Carla. All right, so the first line, María says, No sé si soy yo, pero no me gustan los días lluviosos. So I don't know if it's me, but I don't like rainy days. So one thing I want to point out in this line is she says, No me gustan los días lluviosos. So I just want to point out there, instead of saying me gusta, she says me gustan. And the reason why she uses that gustan with the N is because días lluviosos is plural. So if she was referring to one thing, it would just be no me gusta. But because she's referring to rainy days in general, and rainy days is plural, it's no me gustan los días lluviosos, not no me gusta los días lluviosos. Okay, so I just want to point that out. Anytime what you're referring to is plural, you'll say me gustan or no me gustan. Okay, then Carla says, ¿En serio? Creo que los días lluviosos tienen sus ventajas. So she says, really? I think rainy days have their advantages. No hay nada mejor que dormir con el sonido de la lluvia o tomarse un buen café. So there's nothing better than sleeping with the sound of rain or having a good coffee. All right? So Carla clearly disagrees with her and she's saying in serio. So the first thing I want to point out here is you can use that phrase to say something like really. Um, if somebody says something and you're a little bit doubtful or you just want to reconfirm um, and it kind of gives this uh, this attitude of I don't really believe you or is that what you really think. Um, but in English, we would probably say really. But in Spanish, you can use the phrase en serio, which is more like seriously, like are you for real? So she's asking because she's saying, you know, hey, you don't like rainy days. I mean, rainy days have their advantages, right? There's nothing better than, you know, listening to the sound of rain while you sleep and and having, you know, a good coffee. So she's clearly disagreeing with Maria, who said, No me gustan los días lluviosos, now Carla saying, en serio, creo que los los días lluviosos tienen sus ventajas. Okay, another thing I want to point out is the word ventajas, which is advantages. So that's another useful word when you're having a conversation where you're agreeing or disagreeing. uh, You're talking about advantages and disadvantages, which would be desventaja. Okay, so advantages, ventajas, disadvantages, desventajas. Next, Maria responds, Si, pero si estas trabajando, lo hace todo mas dificil. So she says, yes, but if you're working, it makes everything more difficult. So again, she's giving another counterpoint to why rainy days or why she doesn't like rainy days. And then Carla responds, All right, so Carla says, you're right about that. What I don't like is chocolate or what I really don't like is chocolate. Because she's saying, a mí no me gusta. And she could have just said, no me gusta, right? But adding that a mi gives it a little bit more emphasis. So a mi no me gusta, all right? So again, now Carla's trying to change the subject here, but first she is letting Maria know, hey, you're actually right about your point about when it's raining, it does make everything more difficult, especially if you have to work. So she says, en eso tienes razón. And that is a phrase that you can definitely use in a conversation to say you're right, okay? Tienes razón. This is the informal way of saying that you are right. So that's a good way to express agreement in a conversation. So then Maria disagrees with Carla. Again, these two just don't like any of the same things. So she says, Yo amo el chocolate. Un brownie con mantecado es la mejor combinación que existe. So she says, I love chocolate. A brownie with ice cream is the best combination there is. So Maria is saying, Yo amo el chocolate. So I just want to point out here that the literal translation of this would be I love the chocolate because she's saying yo amo el chocolate. But in English, we really wouldn't say it that way. Um, We would just say I love chocolate. But in Spanish, when you're expressing likes and dislikes, you usually do use the definite article, which in English is the, but in Spanish, as you know, is el, la, los, or las. So in this case, Yo amo el chocolate. Okay. I um, mean, previously, Carla said, No me gusta el chocolate. Right. And earlier, Maria said, No me gustan los días lluviosos. So the definite article is always there in Spanish, even though in English we would not use it. All right. So she's saying, I love chocolate. Uh, And she's also using a different word uh, for ice cream than you may be used to. So you may have heard helado. That is very common. But another way to say ice cream is mantecado. Okay, and it's also a different sort of dessert in Spain. I think it's more like a a biscuit or something. um, A very specific dessert in Spain as well. But sometimes it's also used to say ice cream. All right. Next, Carla responds, Sé que es extraño, pero el sabor del chocolate no me agrada. So she says, I know it's strange, but the taste of chocolate doesn't do anything for me. Okay, so Carla is saying, I know it's, you know, a little bit strange because a lot of people do like chocolate, but she doesn't like el sabor or the taste or flavor of chocolate, all right? And I want to point out here where she says, no me agrada. So we are translating that as doesn't do anything for me. Um, Agrada comes from the verb agradar which is really to be pleasing to, right? So it's a different uh, way of saying no me gusta, but agrada is a little bit more specific. It's saying it's not really, um, it's not pleasing me, it's not doing anything for me, it's not, you know, chocolate is just not a thing for me, right, so again, this is sort of a different way to express your likes and dislikes. You can say me agrada or no me agrada, just like you would say me gusta or no me gusta. The Maria responds, Por lo que veo, nuestros gustos son bastante distintos. So she finally says, "From what I see, our tastes are quite different." All right, so she's acknowledging that they're not agreeing on a lot in terms of their preferences. So then Carla makes a last attempt and she asks, "¿Te gusta la pizza?" And, oh, I want to point out here, too, just like in the previous example, the word brownie. So brownie and pizza are the same in English and Spanish. Those are just words that are sort of borrowed from English. She asks, ¿Te gusta la pizza? Do you like pizza? And Maria responds, Me gusta mucho la pizza. Puedo comerla todos los días. So she says, I really like pizza. I can eat it every day. Uh, And what I want to point out here is this uh, phrase Puedo comerla. So that comerla is actually one word. It's sort of like a compound word. So you've got the verb comer, and then you have la, which means it, but they're joined together. Here we're using the verb poder, uh, conjugated in the first person, so I'm saying puedo. So I can comerla, eat it, todos los días, every day. So the puedo comerla, I can eat it, Um, You can use the same type of construction, Uh, for instance, if you wanted to say, uh, if we were talking about ice cream, for example, and I wanted to say, I can eat it every day, if I was using the word helado for ice cream, uh, which is masculine, I would say, puedo comerlo. Then Carla responds, por fin, algo en lo que coincidimos. So finally, something that we agree on, all right? So I want to point out here the use of por fin. This is finally, but there's actually two ways to say finally in Spanish, right? You can say por fin or you can say finalmente. All right. So they are actually different. They have two different uses. So this por fin in this case um, is because, you know, Carla is saying they've had this whole conversation. They've talked about things they like and they don't like. And they finally found something that they agreed on. So this is like we've gone through a series of things we've talked about that neither one of us like, but finally we can agree on pizza, right? So this por fin is more like out of exasperation or like, wow, finally, you know, there's something we agree on. Whereas if I was to say finalmente, that would be more of like, uh, you know, I'm listing out a list of things and I would say we have, uh, tenemos pizza, helado y finalmente... And brownies, okay, <laughs> por ejemplo, so that's just sort of like if you're listing something, it's like lastly or finally, you could say finalmente, but in this case, because versus this is more of like, you know, finally, that's more of the, the emotion behind it, you would use por fin instead of finalmente, okay, so then Maria asks, ¿qué te parece si nos vamos a comer pizza? Okay, so Maria is finally asking, all right, so what do you think if we go get some pizza? Or if we go for a pizza? And Carla says, claro, which is sure. All right? So these are things you can actually use that are very, very common. So, ¿qué te parece? is like, what do you think? It's like, what if you think if we do this? ¿Qué te parece si vamos al cine? ¿Qué te parece si vamos al parque? ¿Qué te parece si vamos a la playa? Okay, so... That is something that uh, is, is pretty common. And if, if you just ask that, uh, that question by itself and just say, ¿qué te parece? You're asking, well, what do you think? Right. So you can use that as well as a question and a conversation. And then the response, of course, which is very common, which I'm sure you've heard before. If you've been listening to any Spanish for any length of time, uh, Carla just responds, claro which is i think technically clear or clearly but it means sure right just like a confirmation so claro or claro que si you might also hear that as well that's just another way of saying the same thing but you're giving it a little more emphasis so it's like of course certainly sure Um, So you can use any variation of, of those as well. All right. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this dialogue and it's helped you a little bit with your conversational Spanish and you picked up a couple of phrases and were able to practice some listening comprehension today. So I hope this has been helpful. Make sure you check out the transcript on the website. You can go to Learn Spanish, con salsa.com forward slash 27. That's com forward slash 27 for our show notes page. And we'll have the transcript of the dialogue as well. So if you want to take notes and review what we have gone over in this episode, you can do that on our website, okay? You can also follow us on Instagram at Learn Spanish con salsa. Um, there we post uh, different questions you can use to also practice your conversation every week. So if you want to respond to those questions, that'll give you some good practice as well. And we also post from time to time different contests and things that we have on our website as well as on our Instagram. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Learn Spanish Con Salsa and Go to our show notes page, LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash 27 to get the transcript for this episode. All right. So that is it for me. As always, I hope something that you've heard today has taken you one step closer from being a beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. This episode of Learn Spanish Con Salsa is brought to you by the Spanish Conversation Mastery Course. Start speaking Spanish with confidence in just eight weeks. The Spanish conversation mastery course will give you the essential phrases, vocabulary and practice you need to build your confidence speaking Spanish. Learn Spanish through dialogues with real Spanish speakers and over 17 audio lessons covering a diverse range of conversation topics. So you'll be ready for almost any situation. Easy fill in the blank scripts are provided to help you develop your conversation talking points in minutes. Use the code SPANISHCONSALSA to get 15% off lifetime access to the course. Go to SpanishConversationMastery.com and start speaking Spanish today. That's SpanishConversationMastery.com.
1: Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at Learn Spanish con salsa.com.